2: in Afghanistan and I was like that's fantastic did you fuck anyone wearing a burqa? <laughs> <laughs> he was like why do you say this and then he hey, said did you ever
3: did you ever think of uh, over there they have their own version of uh, the show Designing Women except they all wear burkas and the number one, <laughs> one is Delta Burqa <laughs> Delta burka <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well, so the uh, the Verizon guy came to uh, save me from uh, Xfinity this week,
2: Ooh. and
0: uh, he was he was quite young. He was like a twenty three year old dude. Mm. Of he's like, can can I come into uh, your house and talk to you about Verizon? And I <sighs> sit on yeah, this gets really hot. <sighs> so I sit on the the wife's new uh, furniture she put on the porch, and of course he sits right next to me, which I'm. <sighs> This is definitely getting gay. I'm definitely, uh, I'm definitely having gay sex today. So um, I'm
3: definitely not even a question in your mind. I'm definitely having gay sex.
0: Oh, yeah. today. Kids, kids these days they they'll do anything. So true. Um, so of course, uh, you know, he shows me everything, and and uh, well, I made a joke. I'm like, oh geez, man, I can't type on my phone with my big sausage fingers. And I, he, I hold my hand up, and he puts his hand like literally on top of my hand, and it's like it's okay. I have big hands, but my penis is really small. At which he is like doubled over with laughter, like <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> crushing it, man. Hell yeah!
0: I knew that I wouldn't freaking blow out his anus. So hell
3: yeah! You know what else isn't going to blow out our anuses today? Today's episode of Quality Time. Welcome to the show. Nice intro, Jeremy getting Verizon. I'm your host, Eric Woodworth, and uh, I'm joined by, uh, you know what, we'll go out of order. First, the very sultry, the very lovely Miss Ashley Pontius
2: oh hi daddy
3: good greetings and we have some more stories about ashley and uh, as we progress with the show i got to see the domicile from which she from which she spawned and i'm very excited and she still hasn't found what i've misplaced within her home um so that is exciting <laughs> we're also joined by uh, my blood my brother jeremy p woodworth I uh, know not who you talk about. Oh, Jesus! Who, who? <laughs> what special guest do we have on the program this week? Uh, it is, uh,
0: it is um, Art Linkletter. You know, her uh, cheerio. You know, uh, <laughs> uh, show uh, kids say the darndest things. <laughs> you know, the darndest you? things like the N word.
3: <laughs> oh my gosh, kids these days. Let me tell you. Well, I'm glad to have you here, Art.
0: And they had uh, to replace me with Bill Cosby because he can get away with it. <laughs> <laughs> Now he's in jail for roofing
3: women. Oh, man. And some other things. It wasn't just the roofieing; It had a lot to do with what he did afterwards. Uh, they don't say the nuttiest
0: things when they are
3: sleep on roofies. <laughs> it would be funny if they just, uh, they uh, uh, they did a true crime documentary about Bill Cosby and just called it The Nutty Professor. Um, I think oh. that would be fun.
0: <laughs> I'm not a lick letter, but
3: I'm not actually British.
0: Don't figure that one out. <laughs>
3: okay. <laughs> So, uh, Ashley, I had the pleasure to join you for Friendsgiving on Friday, and man, what a hoot it was.
2: Oh, well, I'm so glad uh, you came. And yes, I'm a little nervous. As some of you remember, Eric has been called by some of his other friends. He's been called the great inconveniencer. And I have been sweating for days, wondering where Eric may have put things in my home but there's a part of me that also thinks he hasn't touched anything and he's just fucking with me because normally the only thing misplaced in my home are my emotions.
3: <laughs> uh. <laughs> no, um, so if I, if I, I'll come clean real quick. No, I didn't misplace anything in in your parents' home. It had this been yep. your actual place my apartment yeah 100 percent. there'd be something moved but i my respect for 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 sweet uh papa pontius i don't know if we're gonna name drop uh his real name but i'll just call him papa pontius uh double p
2: uh, Eric, do we want to tell people where he is today?
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you had a comedy show last night, and your parents couldn't make it.
2: You're headlining a big show, right? No, 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 no. no. So today, so the, today when this episode okay. is airing, or are being recorded, it's Sunday. I have a show tonight at the cellar door in Frederick to see my old mentor, who started me out in comedy over, uh, God, like 13 years ago. And my parents know him. And I was like, hey, like you should come see me and Mike Kaplan perform. And my mother goes, We're gonna do our best to make it. But we are away. Oh well
3: where what have they what have they missed it for?
2: Yeah, I'm like, where are you guys? And she goes, Well, I wanted to surprise your father. I took your father to like shanksville pennsylvania so that he could see the second site where that plane crashed on 9-11
3: flight 93 Mm -hmm. so he took him to see flight 93's crash test just the giant hole in the middle of a pennsylvania fucking wasteland
2: my my father he's like i'm a historian i'm like that is morbid as shit i'm your i'm alive i'm your daughter and he's like these people can't Go to comedy now because they're dead. I should honor them. I'm like, what the fuck, Doug?
3: <laughs> uh, that's sort. Uh, you want to know? It's really uh, so. Flight 93 is kind of uh, important into the into my life. How I came up, right? Um, yes. Because I am a, I am an American rugby player, and it is yes. it is well known that on Flight 93 there was uh, one of the guys that overtook the terrorists. Mm-hmm. on flight ninety three was an american uh rugby player who came and and uh, 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 uh stopped the terrorists from flying it into something now right. people will say this story. Uh, with a lot of enthusiasm like those are like there's shirts if you go to rugby tournaments they were like four, three planes crashed into on nine eleven. the fourth met a met an american rugby player and like these are shirts that you can buy and stuff like that but uh, what they don't tell you is that um american rugby players don't know how to fly planes okay because clearly obviously they disarmed him at one point right and they were like well, what the fuck do we do now and
2: so they just <laughs> and fucking nose well, it in <laughs> it might be painful to point out but um could have been you oh no I'm pro jihad I would
3: have I would have helped I would have helped make sure we got to the place where we need to go Jeremy God, and I haven't told God. you. We have actually were radicalized by Islam back in uh, 1999. We've been sleeper cells God. this entire time.
2: God had other plans for you. Instead of being a hero that saves a plane, he's like, you're going to do a podcast.
3: <laughs> we'll lull them into a false sense of security by talking about
0: horror movies for the next decade. I can't, uh, I, I can't afford a good burqa for my wife, so I just keep giving her trash bags. <laughs>
2: Your ba- your life is just a big Missy Elliott video. Don't <laughs> wear well, them though; she's
0: against it.
2: Those women wear burkas. Your wife wears Birkenstocks. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it was really great meeting
3: uh, some of your your friends and uh, and stuff like that. That's I was good. the uh, yeah. I was the only comedic friend, so I had to mm-hmm. I had to tell jokes. That but was- I. Keep going. No, no. And uh, it was uh, was just a very lovely home. The pumpkin, the Mm. pumpkin pie cheesecake. mm, Chef's kiss good to you, Miss Ashley.
2: I put my hair in it. Sorry, you're going to leave your wife. I'm so sorry.
3: Can't wait. Look, hey, guess what? I'm putting on a bear costume to get burned down in my shed later today. So come on out to Eric's fucking midsummer dream.
2: Uh, We're going to call it midlife crisis.
3: (laughs) Uh, so Jeremy, uh, I'm glad to have you back and in the fold now, since you, since last time we saw you, you were on the Robin Joe show where you divulged a a secret story that he got out of you very easily. I felt like, um,
0: I I was, I was, I was trying to be a little bit secretive because I, I value my friendship with Scotty. Um, but then I realized he's, he's divulged this, divulged this story on so many, other podcasts and and um online stories that really it's not really that much that much any secretive to it he's he's really does is really trying to spread it to the world so.
3: well do you want to do you want to share it with Elise ashley because i'm sure she doesn't know about the story about monster oh, oh, sunday last week
0: yeah i yeah. think i can fully divulge now because it's pretty <laughs> yeah.
3: the only thing that's funny about it is that you were scared to divulge something that you saw in public but continue
0: These are. It was pretty much just me, uh, Scotty Schwartz, and who is Scotty Schwartz for our listeners? Was about to say until you interrupted me. I know, but (laughs) Jeremy, but hey, listen, don't
3: pretend that you don't just hop around things. Sometimes we got to slow you down a little bit. That's part of the
0: being a host here at the show. Very practice. So Scotty Schwartz, everybody should know um, one of the top ten child actors who put his tongue on the pole as Flick in the yes. story. And mm-hmm. if you really know his annoying character, as the annoying kid in the movie The Toy with Richard Pryor and Jackie Gleason.
1: <gasps> yes.
0: So, very annoying in that role. <laughs> um, he is, he is uh, what, 53 now? And uh, his big thing is he just loves trashing Corey Feldman. And Ooh. of course... The last time I left Chiller, I was supposed to leave at a certain time, and I'm just outside Chiller just listening to Scotty Schwartz tell stories about Corey Feldman. It was (laughs) great. So, of course, I pick up on Sunday night after already talking to uh, Keith Coogan, otherwise known as the long-haired kid from uh, Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's (laughs) Dead. Well, he wasn't long-haired in that, but he was in uh, Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dead. Versus uh, Adventures in Babysitting, the other one. Babysitting, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Double, double babysitting feature. So <laughs> so Keith so, Coogan um, and Scott. Scott is your so friend. Keith, Keith Coogan was at the bar mm-hmm. and having a fresh martini with uh, me, Edward Genovese, and uh, the guy who pretty much uh, runs uh, Books Chiller and some other cool kid. And we're at Chiller
3: and, Theater, which is at some hotel in New Jersey, right?
0: Chiller, show up in Parsippany, New Jersey. So Keith starts waxing about who he is, and I see him put glances over towards Scotty Swartz, which kind of leads me on like there's something going on here. The, the relationship is strained. And that, of course, is very much obvious because I later go over to Scotty Swartz and I say, so um, any more stories about Corey Feldman, which he starts going into <laughs> <laughs> and I guess I get the juiciest fucking gossip stories because he is in like Flint. And especially okay. since uh last time, was it last time? Yeah, the last time I think I talked to him, Corey Haim was still alive. Oh, so okay. Corey, Haim, Corey Haim had died one of the two Coreys in the Corey show. Right. So of course, when Corey died, there's there's that much more shit about how shitty a person Corey Feldman is. Toward, and 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 with the Corey hames story and of oh. course scotty's right in the fucking middle because he went to Corey hames house the next fucking day after Corey died so he's mm-hmm. in like Flint. he knows everything he is mr hollywood royalty much did like he inherit
3: he- did he inherit all of Corey hames like cheese it's the next day
0: uh, I don't know what you're talking about, but it sounds funny. Okay, so. sure. because
3: <laughs> I imagine he just—I don't imagine Corey Haim being ridiculously like wealthy. So, like, he went there. Like, hey, Corey's dead, but do you think he's going to eat these Cheez-Its? Do you think that's in his estate?
0: Uh, <laughs> close to reality for somebody that was doing heroin. Yes, yes. He <laughs> say, "Don't don't hit it right on the fucking head and drive it all the way in in one shot." So, of course, after an hour of Scotty talking about Corey, finally Keith Coogan comes over and really starts shouting at at Scotty, calling him an asshole, uh, putting his finger right into Scott's face. to the point where... So they're having a heated
3: argument over Corey Hames' death? Or is it over Corey Feldman? Corey
0: Feldman. Okay. And the only thing that Scotty had mentioned before is like, Keith does what he does because he makes money with Corey, whatever. He knows the the deal. And at the same time, (laughs) I I really shouldn't say this last fucking remark because it is horrible. It is absolutely horrible. I will keep that one secret. But Edward and I were looking at each other with that look on our face like, this is pretty cool, but kind of scary because they look like they're about to go to blows, (laughs) especially (laughs) with Keith putting his fucking finger right in Scotty's face. And we're like, okay. And and Scotty doesn't seem that phased, but at the same time, he's like, I'm a big boy. Don't worry. Don't worry. And I think think Scotty does have a couple of pounds on uh, Keith. He might win the fight. Can I
3: try to guess the thing that he said? And I don't remember, but was it something along the lines of like, Keith saying uh, to Scotty, you'll never eat at the Panera Bread I manage ever again. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you, know, you know, these guys, they probably can make a good living just doing these shows where they sign shit and everything. But at the same time, I, no, I think Scotty does, he's had a real job. I, listen, I'm just making jokes, man. I'm glad. You know, oh, let's we, oh, 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 oh. I learned on the, on his <laughs> 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 great <laughs> fucking great because uh apparently Scotty has been trying to put together a uh, a pilot show with him and Todd Bridges. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now there's a the fucking pairing. So and, and by the way, Scotty never really fucked up like any uh some of the fucking kid actors, you know, the uh the, the Bonaduce's or the and I learned right. I just learned this week that the kid from Salem's Lot he definitely fucked up growing up too he oh. does real time and
2: you know I he, honestly I honestly can't wait until we see them headlining co-headlining at a show at the Harrisburg Comedy Zone that will not be sold out
0: <laughs> that also
3: I still can't get booked to feature for
0: <laughs> by the way by themselves Keith Coogan and and Scotty Schwartz. Unbelievably charming and great to hmm. fucking hang around. Jeremy, so if you your, had to if that you fucking oil and water together, so <laughs> Hey, if you had to choose between and they gave you an
3: ultimatum, it's either it's either Scotty or it's Keith. Who do you choose?
0: Oh, I I, I have much better relationship with Scotty. I mean he tells the okay. better mm-hmm. stories. I mean Keith is lovable, but I, I know Scotty better, so
2: actually jeremy just gave me a great idea eric we should co-headline a show and call it oil and water because oil comes out of you and i shit water
3: (laughs) (laughs) it's just about our assholes this is two assholes doing assholes all right it's
2: like ebony and ivory but it's diarrhea (laughs)
0: eric i just sent you a link through the uh messenger yeah it looks like a john link as, as a matter of fact Open that up to one minute. Uh, I'll we'll talk it through until you get there.
3: Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm opening right now as we speak.
0: Bring this to uh, the most depressing fucking thing you ever heard. Okay. Uh, yeah, it, it's official that John is dead.
3: Uh, officially today. Because uh, I had read that he was not doing well and was on death's door, but is a, he's been pronounced.
0: Uh, he should be pronounced. And I think the only reason he isn't pronounced... It's because his brother, who is dumb as a brick, thinks that there is a chance for him to live versus turning off the machines and saying goodbye. Uh, his, uh, uh, what's his, um, his, his blood pressure is shit. His, his kidneys, his, li- his, his uh, liver has shut down. And apparently, if they don't do anything sooner, they will have to amputate his legs by Tuesday. So, um, yeah, that's that's pretty much dead. Not to mention his bed sores, which had his spine sticking out and having to get a uh, skin uh, this man is This man is is li- literally a living corpse. And yesterday was 75th birthday. So oh, yeah.
3: Well, RIP soon to John Link. And, and you had me cue this up, a uh, little piece of audio, whenever you're ready. Yeah. Should I hit it?
0: Yeah, go ahead. <laughs>
1: Tap your feet and watch my thumb. This is the Ape Man Disco Song. You can all dance along. Man, an ape, isn't it great? This is better than tooth decay. This is the Ape Man Disco Song. Don't screw up, do not botch. Turn your partner's sniffers crotch. This is the Ape Man Disco Song. So grab your partner and do-si-do. Goose their paw and let them go. This is the Ape Man Disco song. Yeah, baby.
3: All right. And uh what this is
0: a clip from is this from Lord of the G Strings or Uh no, I think that's from uh something something Planet of the Apes. It's but Buddy McDowell wasn't in it, so.
3: Oh, you, you So they went with John Link, their second best choice. I
0: respect <laughs> that. <laughs> Another softcore porn.
3: So. Uh, okay, well, good. I'm glad. I'm glad we got, you got to share that. And uh, our, our thoughts and prayers go out with that sweet man, John Link, and his uh, is clearly uh, maybe negligent
0: brother, possibly going to jail. Who knows? Uh, he definitely should go to jail for negligence. But <laughs> what's the point in putting um, a special person in jail? So, mm. in which, by the way, uh, Edward was with. Um, Jay last night in the hospital and they could stand being there with John until his brother showed up and they were about to throw away two aluminum cans at which he freaked out and asked if they could have if he could oh, god crushes the cans puts them in his pocket
2: you know what mm-hmm. I want when I die I want Eric to hide some life-saving item in the room, and then Eric gets one last joke as the inconveniencer.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Hit the outlet once again. Can't unplug. You're alive again.
0: does <laughs> keys? By the way, my um, one of my cousin's keys are still in some um um lake somewhere where his girlfriend's in. So <laughs> it's maybe it's
2: Jason to then I'll find. <laughs>
0: Uh, it'd be cool to find those in the a new s-
1: They still say that the the sounds of those Volkswagen Beetle keys rest at the end of Crystal Lake. And then oh,
0: it's actually <laughs> a Honda Civic, but still. Well,
3: it, was, it was nice to think about. It, you know, it was a nice story until you corrected me. Um,
0: I am the corrector. So... Um, it's, Oh, and the last thing I heard was John legs, uh, Link's legs look like mummies before they turn brown, so. Interesting. Oh. Okay. Doesn't that, that sound ha- awesomely horrid? That
3: is awesomely horrid and uh, makes me sad <laughs> on my insides, but you know what? Uh, we are kicking off fans giving though this month and i am excited to bring you uh our first fans giving this is where fans pick it these are not our picks uh and most of them i think none of us had seen today's movie am i correct Mm -hmm. because today we're going over the 1987 i use the word classic loosely uh killing (laughs) spree uh which golly uh, shout out Lisa BustaBus, listener who picked this out for us. Uh, friend uh, extraordinaire. Um, yeah, this this movie is something else. This uh, uh, so There's not a whole lot of fun facts I found about it, but I will share the ones that I did find. Uh, obviously, it was made in 1987 uh, over one of the hottest August summers uh, on record. Uh, written, directed by tim ritter and uh has such big name actors as asbestos felt uh courtney Lacerna, and raymond carbone so uh (laughs) it is also uh i think this is i've never seen such a shooting i'm sorry what was that i can I can hear you trying to talk, but it's real broken up there ash and your and your video is frozen as well you said it's something on your end, um. Not sure, but you know what? We're going to persevere and move forward until her connection starts coming in again clearly. Now, uh, Jeremy, this is a, a pretty fun little fact about it. Uh, can you try to guess how many days it took to film this movie? I'm going to guess a week. A week? You were close. Two years. It took It took 12 days, 12 days of shooting, 14-hour days to make this uh, this wonderful piece of art. <laughs> <laughs> i uh i did enjoy it uh the story follows uh uh tom who is a uh airplane mechanic who uh is having some trouble at home thinks is is fantasizing about his wife sleeping with every man a pos- possible and boy oh boy does that make him mad as he starts killing him one by one and uh i the thing i could say most about this movie is that it is elitely bad like it is so bad like every it's cinematography pretty okay maybe a c okay um casting solid solid d acting solid e it's just across the board every decision you could make for this movie
0: is the wrong one don't forget bad editing.
3: Bad editing, bad lighting, bad sound. Sometimes there's just you'll hear I, I pulled a lot of audio clips for this one. Um just so you could hear like the the beautiful sound, like where you could just hear lots of wind as they're outside, like who's like whistling by the uh the fucking camera and shit like that. Uh it was and it looks like it's filmed on like a JVC video cassette recorder for the movie. Like it, it's just, just everything that you could imagine. Uh, do forget, bad script
0: as well. Who? Pretty bad script.
3: It's not a great script. Not a great script. And we're going to go over that in depth. Uh, what were your initial thoughts, though, Ashley, of, uh, of Killing Spree?
2: Can you guys hear me? We okay. can. We got you again. Sorry, I'm not sure what's going on. Um, no, sorry. What I was trying to say earlier was Asbestos Felt is the best porn name I've ever heard. <laughs> um, oh my god I love. <laughs> um, but this was such a great pick. my initial oh my god it's it's a te- this is a terrible movie. Just going to throw it out there right now as we get into it. This is a terrible fucking movie. But God, if I didn't have the best time of my fucking life.
3: I did. It is a good one to just turn your brain off and just enjoy it. The acting, I, if they ever did more than one take for anything, I would be so surprised. Like, I want to know what the outtakes could be of this because I felt like <laughs> everything they shot was used.
2: Well, I I love the terrible Acting, I love the fact that this man's house is way too nice for him.
0: I- <laughs>
3: yes, this guy that looks like he he, he all he does is uh, roadie for the Grateful Dead, and they don't want him there. But he's somehow a mechanic for airplanes in the '80s, which I feel like was harder than it is
2: today.
0: This guy well, made, I just this guy, Jake and Tucker, look classy. <laughs>
2: there's just something so phenomenal about this piece where i kind of wish i had been on shrooms the whole time watching it instead i was completely sober having coffee at 8 a.m this morning um but the the scenario it was like i was watching the most unsexy porn i could afford yeah, I I, I kept I've never waiting been for actual
3: pornography to start multiple times during this movie.
2: There, there's a part where, and essentially I guess it's sort of the plot of the movie, where he's like complaining about the smut in the house. <laughs> and I'm like, sir, who's ordering the smut magazines? Like, isn't it you? I was like, get these at a Woodworth family yard sale? Like, I'm so confused.
0: Uh Bad when when you watch a bad movie and you're like, oh, finally, it's an actually it, it it is it is a porn film and it still isn't a porn film. You're like, no, no it's just the acting I mean, for porn. The only redeeming part of this, and it doesn't it doesn't give you it. Hey, Jeremy, if this is- remind.
2: Whoa.
3: No, I I, cut, I stopped myself and then she stopped, and then we're both being too respectful of each we're, other. We're so, too look, polite. So, so look, sorry. I'll go. So, uh, Jeremy, I also had an epiphany when I was watching this movie. I said, if you ever finish uh, recording Baby Eater, I think this is the best it'll be. <laughs> is this movie
0: <laughs> true or false? My cinematography is. <laughs> so, <laughs> I, I will never settle for bad cinematography. <laughs> and also, I, I have vision putting my hand to camera that you know no no okay fair enough fair enough i know how to edit better than than most i've do, done lots of music videos that is true that is true it's so seamless between my scenes and the scenes from uh, temple of doom you can't even tell that <laughs> is- <laughs> hey do you want to know what i found out
3: the guy who directed phantasm you know what else he directed uh Bubba
0: Hotep, of course.
3: Yes, Bubba Hotep for sure. But do you know what music video he uh he he, he directed? Uh, I'm
0: gonna say Open Up Your Heart by Madonna.
3: No, 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 no. Um he uh he directed the video. I'm and I know it's by Dio, but I think it's Rainbow in the Dark that he
0: directed as well. Oh my so. gosh, but the kid from Voyagers. There
3: you go. So
2: Oh,
0: like Borg and everything, and pulling things out of the Borg's neck of their mm-hmm. Satan Borg.
2: Yeah, that's that's kind of illuminating for me because Rainbow in the Dark is what I used to call Seven Minutes in Heaven in a Closet with Another Gay Girl.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh. a set of rainbows and dragons and Satanism so... and how about Lacy Doilies and. <laughs> little glass figurines yeah
2: so, so eric if i ever get married please have jeremy perform that at my at my wedding say no more.
3: he's already booked you name the date when it's it happens like He's minecraft.
1: there. minecraft minecraft is a different world mm-hmm.
3: So this movie kicks off where we get to meet Tom, who uh, looks like a bearded hippie in a blue shirt. His wife, Lisa, who uh, is played by actress. Let's find Lisa real quick. Played by Courtney, Courtney, uh, La Cara. Uh, she, uh, she was actually flown in from California just to play this role for 12 days. And, uh, as uh and we also meet his uh nosy neighbor uh and uh but later that night lisa and tom are hosting his friend ben from work uh who's another who's an actual pilot not a mechanic like shitty ass tom he's a real pilot (laughs) and he's very excited about his new girlfriend so here's a little audio clip about his new girlfriend
0: do you know why she's the best romp in town for me or for anyone else for that matter no. Why? <clears throat> she just
3: turned 18 last week. Ha! <laughs> 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 so, and I also like it's worth it's worth mentioning uh, his friend Ben. While he looks like like Tom looks like in his like maybe early thirties, late twenties, he's clearly like a sixty year old man with just like a balding. Like he looks like a man who has a, a velvet jumpsuit and plays dominoes in front of a pizzeria in New Jersey.
2: No, one hundred percent. But can we all talk about the fact? That he's his best friend. This man is like 20, <laughs> 30 years older than you, and that's the only friend you have? This, that's a red flag right there.
3: That's honestly, I imagine half of this is like Chris Restivo's life in five years when he finally gets married.
2: This is this is what when he's if, rich off crypto. I swear to God, if you are telling me you think Chris Restivo is going to get married before me, I'm going to slip my wrist right now. <laughs>
3: So, uh, uh, his pesky neighbor comes to the door and uh, actually steals a copy of Fangoria, which shows up. Copies of Fangoria show up throughout this movie at various parts. Uh, But his pesky neighbor steals one. When he comes back, he thinks uh, uh, his wife and Ben have been fooling around a bit. And later that night, he has a disturbing dream where he's... Yeah.
0: One of my favorite lines is...
3: Why does she write all this stuff down? <laughs> yes. So uh, he has a he has a dream about Ben and his wife fooling around on the kitchen table where we hear this. And
1: she gives great head.
3: And then Show him, she gets up and then grows a giant mouth and starts sucking his actual head on his like on his shoulders off, and then white liquid starts jettisoning out from the corners of this fake uh, Audrey 2 looking mouth that's sucking off his head, and I, that's- I. I fucking recorded this and sent it to multiple people and die laughing. I said, this is the movie we're doing this week and I can't, I am laughing. I'm we're only 15 minutes in and I'm fucking hysterically laughing.
2: Well, it kind of reminds you the mouth almost reminds you of a uh, uh, little shop of horrors with the, yeah, Audrey the plant. Too. That's Audrey too. Yes. Yes. Correct. So I love that. So I thought that was great, but also it reminds me why boys used to call me the mouth in high school. <laughs>
3: So, uh, the next day, Tom uh, gets a pretty pretty big pay cut at work and later finds out, uh, as he's snooping around on the desk, a little bit of Lisa's diary.
1: I didn't know what it would be like to make love to my husband's best friend, but it was an experience I'll never forget. We made love on the living room couch in a tight embrace, our bodies in a passionate, lust-filled world of their own as our wildest sexual fantasies became reality that's why buddy ben called in sick today to screw my wife
3: i can't believe it Ah uh, just the bad overacting in this is it's so bad it's genuinely good he's he's like, come here to screw my wife uh,
0: I hate to say maybe it's his accent or maybe the way he delivers his lines it really reminds me of Bill acting
3: Yeah, I could see that. I see where you're coming from with that. Shout out Bill Zabub, science less fiction uh, writer, director. Great guy. Uh,
0: Ben then comes. Jesus the Total Douchebag.
3: I do remember Jesus the Total Douchebag. Great film. So uh, Ben then comes over later that day with his new 18 year old girlfriend, Angel. And man, she's got to use the bathroom.
2: (laughs) Could you do me a favor, Tom, and point out the nearest. John, because, like, I gotta
1: take a whiz. <laughs> oh, sure. <laughs> Up the stairs, to the right.
2: <laughs> oh, to the right. Oh, thanks a lot. <laughs> oh, and do me a favor. While I'm gone, um, would you get a purpose in life? <laughs> <laughs> what a bitch. I love it. So I gotta be honest. I really admire her. I would love to say that to somebody here at some point. <laughs>
0: She had really
3: great hair. She did. She had some real good-looking Pat Benatar hair uh, rocking for 87 there. Uh, Now, uh, Ben then turns to him and asks, he's like, hey, you got any toot? And he's like, "What, what? Marijuana, grass, hemp, cocaine, you know, toot, whatever you got. Which, all those things, first of all, toot is only cocaine, right? And then it's never any of those other things that he mentioned, which are all names for weed.
0: Uh, I always always toot a marijuana
3: Yes, yes (laughs) So uh, he goes, oh yeah, no problem, Ben Let me just go grab it Follows her up the stairs And then he peeks his head over uh, As we see this As he looks back down at Ben How does
1: it feel, Ben? How does it feel to dip your wick twice in one day? (laughs) You're a horny old bastard, aren't you? (laughs) What the hell are you talking about, bitch just like in my dreams <laughs> so i got your girlfriend to give me some head too buddy
3: and he pulls my out head. her her severed head <laughs> <laughs> and then- and then takes the head and then chucks it off of the, the stairs and then hits him, which completely incapacitates him in this shitty... And also, I think, makes out with the head a little bit. Like, yeah. Oh, <laughs> what, a, what a great moment in cinema we're witnessing now. I'm, I'm
0: sorry. Just the slow motion of the head hitting him in the head. Uh, so <laughs> fucking hard.
2: It was very funny. I agree. That one's pretty high on my list, too. But also, because we're super early into the movie... The music that Uh. is happening during these scenes is so horribly great <laughs> i loved
3: everything <laughs> the, ex-
0: na- <laughs> the neighbors theme music which is kind of
3: like <laughs> i noticed oh, one is like a total rip-off of uh the regular like scene change spooky music which is like don't mm-hmm. it, do it's like a total rip-off of like creep show like uh specifically yeah. the the creep show story where it's like ted danson and uh, uh and leslie nielsen story like that one is like literally yeah. the same.
0: doom Just <laughs> like... right, by the way, uh, who, the director of of the one who did the music and Creep Show is also the director of Tales from the Dark Side. Who is also the the the, the um um shit? He's the zombie that attacks uh fly not flyboy but uh, uh trooper in Dawn of the Dead and gets a screwdriver stuck in his ear. Hell yeah. It, Dawn of the Dead, but the funny thing is, him doing the music. He was talking about. I was like, I do my all, all my own, um, my my uh, original music for movies. At which point, after the the Q and A, I was like, uh, Hey, how about that uh, Camp Town Races theme? The doom da. Doom da. Down. Camp Town Races, races do sing a song, do da. Which of course Leslie Nielsen is like doing the Camp Town Races in between scenes. So. Oh, that's
3: lovely. Um, uh, guys, I really hate to do this, but I'm going to fucking burst with pee, and I thought I would get to a point where I could do it, but I, I, need, to, I need 60 seconds. What was that?
1: That's God. 47.
0: I podcasts from the bathroom. 47. Very importantly, if I lose a game and I get killed really badly, at the end of Call of Duty, I will make pee into my jug on purpose so they hear me. <laughs> <laughs> Power move, you power move them like that, Jer. Well, the worst, the worst is I'll eat crackers really loudly, and I know they can hear my headset eating crackers because they killed me in a very bad way. Like, <laughs> oh, oh you, you killed me that way. Okay, listen to my crackers.
2: God, Eric is such a little bitch for peeing in the middle of the podcast. You know he sat down to pee, one hundred percent.
0: That's not even the real. No, background. I peed into my, I peed into my own uh, ass. He's pretending he's in <laughs> by his video shelf. He's in the bathroom. Uh, God, uh, I hope his
2: balls dangled so low that he peed on his own balls. <laughs> <laughs>
3: So next, uh, I'm back, guys. Thanks. I pissed. It was really good. Uh, so next, we see Tom finalize, uh, uh fantasizing about the electrician banging his wife. So Tom uh, then goes in to uh, replace the ceiling fan blades with machetes in a in, in what only uh, in a punishment that only Tommy Simbazo could think of. Wait, can we, can um, we
0: talk about the importance of paying to get your tube screen. TV.
3: No, that's coming up because the TV repair guy's coming up. Don't worry. I have uh, We We have it. Don't worry. Um, so he calls the electrician back to uh, check out and uh, the electrician does know. He's like, huh, man. You know, that fan seems an awful awful low. Yeah, I could see how to do that, and uh, doesn't realize there's machete blades that are now attached to it. And we hear this line here How about a haircut slime ball <laughs> and lifts him up by his legs so that his head gets chopped up by the by the rotating ceiling fan, uh, in a in just a very creative way to murder somebody.
2: Would you would you say? <laughs> oh i totally was looking down and didn't even realize that jeremy had gotten up like i i can't look boys i know exactly why you brought me on the podcast over a year ago why is it was that because i older the show by myself i get that but <laughs> i can't be responsible at any any given moment no i thought it was pretty cool like i think it's a fun i think it's a fun effect here's my can i just throw this out here i know we could talk about it at the end of the show i feel like this movie could be redone and actually kind of be a total banger of like a serious fun gory horror movie as crazy as this movie is i feel like scenes like that could actually be really fucking cool if somebody redid it no like Like,
3: if you gave this script to james gunn it would be a 10 out of 10 for sure (laughs) like it would be a great movie but jeremy you were saying
0: like, this, if there was only a way to kill somebody with a tube screen TV, like maybe if they put it on top of their head and, like, plugged it in or something.
3: Yeah, like,
0: portrait. We didn't of- notice. <laughs> and now it's Henry for new Blade <laughs> Plug It plug it in plug it in plug it in Otis
3: I did uh, I do like the next scene where he's cleaning up everything before his wife comes home and he's just completely in just like a banana hammock and on the back of it it says the buns are here and the beef is here uh, on the front side of it very fun
2: very fun little scene can. Reeks of a porno because I'm like, oh, they're gonna fuck now, and nothing nothing happens at all. So, uh,
0: you give the ladies something. This, um, 125 pound guy in a banana, <sighs> yeah.
2: I went so dry. I my cooch felt like the movie Dune, like, I just. <laughs> uh,
3: <laughs> so uh next we get to meet the next three people that uh tom is gonna murder that he believes is sleeping with his sweet lisa uh first we meet the tv repair guy uh and i uh, have a little clip from him he's really into karate
1: what are you kidding I've been 10 times as much as this my karate keeps me in top physical
0: form oh you do have a wonderful body man yeah i know i work out every day you should do all my trophies at home. I've got second place for every karate tournament
2: I've ever been
3: in. Uh, do you
1: have time for a real workout before you go? Oh, sure, babe. I'm always ready for some hot action. On the job or
2: off.
3: So, uh, I love that he reps, ha- he's the TV repair man. He reps doing karate. I feel like this guy was a little underappreciated in the story so i did i I did make a little song uh about this character for today's episode uh without further ado i'd like to present to you the uh my my new song it's called karate man and uh Mm -hmm. here we go
1: The last thing you wanna do is mess With a guy at the end of his rope I may look harmless in glasses, but yeah, you push me There will be no hope
3: I'm a simple karate man doing all that I can Chopping necks doing kicks That's
1: what he said Be
3: careful with me and you'll see I will throw all my gear and walk out with your pussy
1: yeah, I know how to fix your TV in the finest ways. Might be a busted tube, but I get laid.
3: I'm just a karate man doing all that I can, chopping necks, doing kicks,
1: crushing chicks. Be
3: careful with me, or I'll throw on my gear and I walk out with all your buzzy.
1: Yeah, you call me a freak, and a geek, and a hoe, mo But I beat up a 13-year-old the other day at my dojo.
3: I'm just a karate man doing all that I can,
1: chopping decks, doing kicks, <sighs> yeah! Got a black stripe. Be
3: careful with me, or you'll see that I'll throw on my key and walk out with your pussy.
1: And that's the story, and how it goes, repairing TVs and kicking the shit out of 13-year-olds.
3: <laughs> I'm just a
1: karate man doing all that
3: I can, chopping necks, doing kicks, destroying bags Be careful with me or I'll throw on my gear and walk out of your home with my pussy.
1: Karate
3: Man There you go, Karate Man A uh, little song I put together today I hope you guys enjoyed it uh, Eric
2: um, um, I know that I said The guy in the banana hammock Made me feel dry like doom. <laughs> but I just, I just want to tell you That that song Made me feel dry like Gasoline Town <laughs>
3: <laughs> So Uh uh, the next person we get to meet is our lovely uh, delivery man, and uh, sure. the delivery man. To describe him, he looks. Uh, I'm sorry, Jeremy. You were saying?
0: Can Can you call up Danny McBride tonight? Get Get him to re-record this song.
3: <laughs> to get to Karate Man, get him to re-record Karate Man. I
0: think, I think this is going to be bigger than Tenacious D. <laughs>
3: I, listen, it felt good as it was going down, you know. I thought, uh, uh, you know, you know. sometimes when you feel the inspirado, I was like, you know what, this guy needs a, needs a song. And, uh, you know, I just didn't, I did my thing, man. I, do you have Danny McBride's number? Do you think you could call uh, your friend Scott and maybe
0: put us in touch with him? I'm going to call up Chris Restivo and see if he can get in touch with Danny McBride. <laughs> <laughs> he does do crypto, so, respect. He, exactly. He, he knows a friend that has a billion in crypto now, so. <clears throat>
2: It makes a lot of sense that Eric is the hero of middle-aged men who have no physical skill. Shout out to Eric.
0: Which, by the way, watching uh, Halloween Kills, I actually saw Danny McBride sing, Evil dies tonight! (laughs) Yes.
3: So, uh, next we get to meet the delivery man who, the best way to describe it, it looks like, uh, Captain Lou Albano fucked Captain Lou Albano, and he comes in with a cowboy hat and a fucking Goodwill, and sure enough, he also gets to bang sweet Lisa, at least in Tom's head.
2: Like you said, it's a hot day. Let's cool off together. Why don't you join me in my shower?
3: I hear you it's you-
1: what? I hear you you beautiful bitch you
3: alright uh, uh, we then meet the character who most likely if I was alive and of age in 1987 the character I would have played which is the lawnmower guy a mulleted man in short shorts who is doing the lawn uh, who comes over and uh, entices sweet Lisa into his bachelor pad
0: Hmm. Oh, Good. Like, hey, babe, like, why don't we go back to my bachelor pad, you know?
3: What's that?
0: Like, my van, okay? My bachelor pad. Like, I just got some really cool air conditioning and, like, carpeting put in, you know? And a really hot stereo system,
2: okay? But best of all, I just got this really cool oversized bed, you know? Like, my pride and joy, okay? My bachelor pad. Wow, that sounds
1: great. I'd like to see that oversized bed. Shall we take a look at it? Oh, let's jet,
2: babe. <laughs> I'll pick you up. <laughs> Boy, and Dad wanted me to be a doctor.
3: Wow. <laughs> <laughs> dad, dad wanted me to be a doctor.
0: Ah, <laughs> oh, What a wonderful scene. You just had air conditioning put in. I see, like, a real air conditioner, like, cut into the side of a van. (laughs) Yes. It's
3: actually (laughs) plugged in. Oh, that would be funny. Um, So, as uh, as Tom's reading all this from her diary, he gets a little heated.
1: Three in one day, that bitch. (laughs) She doesn't know how much work is involved in taking care of three in one day
3: so uh he, he, jerry is completely incapacitated by that last clip <laughs> so uh first he takes out our sweet karate guy after a little demonstration knocks him out with a uh, with an item off of the thing it's like made out of glass and then uh ends up chainsawing this poor soul up in the attic <laughs> Make short work of him. I think he actually attaches part of his intestines to the TV, the open TV, and so he's also getting shocked while he's getting chainsawed, and the amount of blood that's just like pure ragu chunks that are getting squirted into his face is pretty hilarious
0: during this. A lot of people uh, compare this scene to the scene in Scarface, and they usually say the same thing. Scarface was really great. This movie sucks. (laughs) Yes,
3: yes, yes. Uh, the next, he takes out my favorite character, the lawnmower boy, as uh, he incapacitates him and buries him up to his neck. And uh, the lawnmower boy wakes up looking around in a bunch of terror.
1: Well, well, well. You missed some high grass yesterday. I took it at liberty to plant what you missed around your head. That way I can cut everything at once. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed that massage you gave my wife yesterday. (laughs) She's got such smooth, tender skin, doesn't she? What the hell are you talking about, man? She was just sitting out sunbathing. I never touched her. All I did was look. I swear to God, what did she tell you? Hey, hey, the old bachelor pad, huh? Man, you're crazy, man. Let me out of here. Help!
3: Help! And then he says help like 50 more times as Tom slowly removes the shoe and sock off of his foot to like (laughs) gag him uh, and then runs him over with a lawnmower, uh, chopping off his fingers and such in the process Uh, in a nice, you know, a nice, beautiful, low ankle shot. I didn't
2: I didn't hate it. Um, This is we're going to be honest, Eric, you identified a lot with this character And I think that is still accurate because that is the worst way for you to die, anything to do with feet
3: oh god yeah that's a nightmare right there so uh next our sweet delivery man uh is who he kills after that as he's uh, at the top of the uh, uh uh he's like cleaning out the gutters and the delivery man comes by he's like you got a package to deliver or what pal he's like oh i got a package <laughs> and he takes a screwdriver and drops it into his head and the force that it generates from a one-story fall is enough to embed within his skull and we get to hear this this gem of a line here. <laughs>
1: you screw my wife, I screw drive your head! <laughs>
3: <laughs> Which is uh, 10 out of 10. Uh, listen, I, whatever I said about the script before, I take back because you screw my wife,
0: I screwdrive your head. Put it on my tombstone. I, uh, I did the, uh, the calculations for uh, velocity mm-hmm. That at about 10 feet the screwdriver from where he dropped it to the guy's head was almost 10, 10 miles an hour per second.
3: <laughs> so. so, like, as much as, as much as like an elementary school for th- just throwing it at you from the same distance?
0: Yeah. It, well, it was, if it was 20 feet, it might have been 20 miles an hour. Ooh. His- uh-huh. so it actually penetrated
2: i had the same idea though i do agree with eric about the writing for this part because i do have the same idea for my own horror movie where they're like ashley one plied the toilet paper and i'm gonna plywood her head <laughs> so, I'm <a> sensitive sushi. <laughs> you
3: gotta get the aloe v in there gotta get it so uh oh next uh all is going well but the neighbor uh the nosy neighbor has witnessed maybe a bit too much and comes to report tom or comes to confront tom and also threatens to report and report him unless
0: um um, after this broadcast we have a special film to talk about it's uh it's a vengeance film starring you and um i don't want to give away too much but the name of the film is i poop on your grave (laughs)
2: Is that a sequel to my movie, I Poop on Your Chest? <laughs>
0: well, if you've already got that, I guess we could do it. <laughs> so,
3: so uh, she uh, confronts Tom and uh, uh, and gives him a bit of an ultimatum.
1: Or what? I want a piece of the action. What? I want you to help me kill Herman. I can't do it alone. I don't have the guts, and if you'll just add him to your list, and we
3: can drown the old coot, no one will be any the wiser. Please, help me do this, and I won't tell anybody about what you're doing. Not be
2: rid of the old
3: coot! And then immediately... She she just hammers, like, her lower jaw off uh, with the hook part of the hammer. And not only that, like, just grabs parts of it off and just rips it out and plays with it a little bit. Uh, Probably the best uh, guar esque uh, murder of the film, hands down.
2: I, I also love that, like, I hate the word coot. I think it's coot right is the mm. word she's using i just find it to be the just i hate it i can't even explain why i don't like the word i just the fact that they used it more than once bothers me i don't know why i just hate it but i do kind of like that twist that she's like i won't tell anybody if you kill my disabled husband and that made me laugh a lot
3: yeah she just wants in on the action she's jealous she can't keep up with the joneses next door
2: well well that's part of it but it's more like when she sneaks into his house and takes the the magazine she comes over to ask him for help because he's like he won't stop shitting and i can't get him off the toilet so like i get it i would kill a man for the same reason when you (laughs) live in a two bedroom one bathroom i'd kill a man to get him off the toilet
3: jesus yeah i mean sometimes you do what you got to do when the doing's done um and uh also it's it's scary uh that you will murder somebody one day probably on this podcast
2: I'm waiting for you to come over to this apartment, Eric. I've got one bathroom. Oh, my God. Um, so next we see uh,
3: Lisa at her publishers uh, who uh, are actually going to take up her stories, her erotic stories she's been writing. Uh, but as this guy's trying to fucking black couch audition her, she just was like, oh, no, these are just stories that I saw about the guys that are do that. I haven't actually been fucking anybody, which means it's all been in Tom's head the entire time. A lie. He's been murdering all these poor blue collared karate men all day that are completely innocent and gentlemen in their own
2: rights. Eric, I have a confession. Okay. <laughs> I, this character really spoke to me because I haven't shat on any man's chest. I was making it. <laughs> shat in their bedroom i've shat in their cars i shat in their cat litter boxes but i've never shat on a man's chest i'm so sorry (sighs) i lied
3: well some people call it a cleveland steamer i'll call you a cleveland dreamer we're gonna make it happen come on over (laughs) quality time shit on chest day it's ashley appreciation turn it up let's make it happen
2: (laughs) thank god your chest isn't hairy it'll be easy to clean out
0: (laughs) You need to find more Gigi Allen fans in life, you know. I
3: agree with that, Jeremy. We all agree with that. So Tom is having
0: it. A- that one day to find the right girl will shit on your chest, and that'll just be the love that you've been looking for, and the sweet makes your life whole.
2: Oh, oh, different woman shits on Eric's chest, or I have a woman shit on my chest because I might remove a rib so I could shit on my own chest.
3: Marilyn Manson is the only thing that's preventing you at this point
0: I'm not going to be judgmental if you're like into a woman shitting on your chest I mean you know this is the 90s they're usually
2: more a woman's usually more sensitive to my needs be like do you need a wet wipe a bidet do you need more fiber men don't ask that
0: I just ask will it explode right in my face
2: (laughs) I'd be mean, like hey can you clean
3: off this glass table when you're done shitting above it um so anyway
0: <laughs> here you know
3: ne- next we see uh Tom is having a tough time though as the movie takes a big turn um the the dead start coming back to life and the first one he comes in contact with is his old dear best friend Ben the pedophile no <sighs>
0: You you're dead.
1: That's right. The only catch it wasn't our time and we can't rest until you die. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: And then he ends up like ripping off his own arm and then beating Tom with his own severed arm <laughs> at one point. Uh, he's he's forced up into the attic where he runs in. Everybody's back. The one guy who looks the coolest is the guy who gets the screwdriver dropped in his head because he got burned and so he comes out in like a full guar skeleton costume with like the screwdriver still in his head but he still takes his, his fucking bird hat and puts it back over time. Like, oh yeah, I've had this hat for a long time. Got to wear that so you know who I am and And my favorite Fun. reanimated one out of all of them is definitely the neighbor who isn't even a real person he's just she's literally just being held up by another actor during the whole thing it's like, god it's so
0: good so good or is just the time that it takes the burn guy to get out of that fucking barrel We're like okay move on. Move along. okay edit, edit this out just keep it going no nope. nope. and he's about yeah he's about
3: as nimble as me after like uh, sleeping in a cold room with fucking creaky ass joints and shit like he he can barely get out of the barrel you could tell he can't see he's like alright take the hat take the hat put it on your head can you put the hat on your head just a little bit faster please don't knock over the screwdriver that's in your head you can't do that and just you can hear him yelling out directions
2: <laughs> as he's like clumsily doing this it's Eric getting out of anything that isn't a recliner. <laughs> my favorite,
0: my favorite is all, all four or five. Well, four and and fake actor is is that they uh, the, the 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 close friend has his lines, and then the other guys are just going, uh, 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 and then the, <laughs> the the fake lady, she's just like. Uh, 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 <laughs>
2: Just completely. Adding Helen Keller to this movie was a good choice.
0: (laughs) So,
3: uh,. Ultimately, yeah, they're... Uh, Frank, they,
0: they, Frank was a great actress.
3: They uh, The ghouls chase him up to the attic, but we forget that he put the uh, electrician up in the attic. So the electrician who got his head chopped off by the uh, uh, the top of his head chopped off by the machete fan blades comes out. He's like, I get to kill him! <laughs> and what makes no sense is they, they give him this ultimatum that he has to kill Lisa so that they can finally rest. So they, they end up downstairs and uh, have a final face-off between uh, all of the ghastly figures before Tom's eyes and uh, Lisa on the couch next to him, while he is uh, uh, given a wonderful bow saw that just shows up out of fucking nowhere, uh, and uh, we hear this:
1: "This is what you want. This is it. Well, you got it, killing it, bastard."
3: And he struggles with the bow saw for a second. As he then takes the bow saw to his own neck and slices his own throat with the fucking uh, bow saw, with uh, the gore dripping down into the camera's uh, screen. Burn.
0: Burn, the flame.
3: But I do like this little line.
0: I Steinway. I
3: like this little line that Ben drops here. Can we listen.
1: We can all rest
3: now <laughs> we can all rest now and they all just start moseying outside in single file order and just crawling into the giant hole that they dug earlier in the movie that now has it's supposed to look like the gates of hell but it's clearly just an orange light that is put into a giant hole and uh, all sent back to
0: hell I'll um, go back to the gates and join psycho Gorman.
2: yes exactly wow. Guys, I did not I don't want to call myself out, but you said hell is a giant gaping hole of orange light. Um, <coughs> oh, <laughs> I I to the
0: hell. So hell is like a giant Courtney Love, <laughs> uh, and uh, the movie ends we never with know. we'll never know why. <laughs> Kurt Cobain <laughs> killed himself. Oh, that's right. Courtney Love.
3: Oh, gosh.
0: <laughs> Who's bet- better
3: rock and roll life, Courtney Love or uh, Yoko Ono? We're not, I will never know. You know?
0: That's right. Oh. It, uh, James Edward Almost, who killed. Uh... Um uh John Lennon was an inside job like dude I'm with Yoko please kill me. <laughs>
3: I just can't take anymore. If you could just do it. She does she does a scream into the fucking microphone all the time. Have
0: you ever seen that fucking okay, clip? John Lennon, I'm dead with James Jumbo. So I'll kill you. Have you have
3: you ever seen the the video of uh it's John I think it's John Lennon and Chuck Berry and they're like playing on like some Live show, but Yoko Ono is there, and she can't not be the center of attention for five minutes. So she's just like, while they're like playing like some classic tune, she's just like, going, <laughs> You want know you
0: know to you know what I think could have made the song Eruption uh, by Eddie Van Halen better? Yoko
2: Ogno just screaming. So <laughs> you guys know that the song "Jump" was actually about them hoping Yoko would jump off a building.
3: <laughs> uh, good times. And uh, Lisa walks out in the final scene, looking at a brand new day as uh, her sweet husband breaks through the floorboards where he is apparently on their porch, and uh, that brings us to an end. End of Killing Spree, which, uh, thank you, Lisa, You're great. thank you, Lisa, for bringing this movie into our, into existence for us, uh, I will say, uh, one thing I noticed about it, um, I, I, I have a new TV down in my basement, it's like a 4K, and I, I rented this movie from Vimeo, if you want to get it, it's two bucks, but... I, I was watching it on my 4K TV and it looks so much more incredibly worse on a giant screen TV. <laughs> like, I can't. It added something like an extra shittiness to it that really made it great. So, uh, I did oh, enjoy by the it.
0: Way, by the way, I can't wait for this movie to come out on 4K um, DVD. <laughs>
3: Hell yeah. Hell and yeah. Also,
0: also, I was very happy to find out this last weekend. At our, our table There is a VHS version of The Killer Cloud Meets the Candyman. So. Nice! Uh-huh. Hell yeah, we uh-huh. need to go
3: cop that. Um Ashley, your final thoughts on Killing Spray.
2: I thought it was a great movie. I too hope that someday a man is delusional delusional enough to think that I'm hot enough to pull a bunch of random dudes.
3: Hell yeah! Uh, and Jeremy, your final thoughts on Killing Spree, nineteen
0: eighty seven? Um, probably one of the worst movies I've ever seen, but <laughs> some of the best, some of the best fucking uh, money shots of uh, a bad movie I've ever seen. So
3: I will say um, it is elitely bad. I put it up there as one of the worst films I've ever watched. So, with that being said, I mean that puts it in a in a special category of like. Uh, when it's so bad it's good this is that movie pop it in with your friends have a great time
0: i just want to say had not lisa suggested it i definitely would have turned it off within the first 10 minutes
3: (laughs) okay all right i wouldn't have (laughs) i would have powered through i think I, i i i overall enjoyed it and uh we enjoy you guys so much thank you for another wonderful episode ashley where can people find you at love
2: You can always find me online at Ashley Pontius Laughs, and you can catch me in... uh Burlington, Virginia, on Thursday the 11th, doing the DC Comedy Wars. Excellent. Uh, You can get to all things Eric Comedy at ericcomedy.com. Eric with a K, comedy
3: with a C. There you can find links to our show, as well as uh, uh, the Quality Time Brothers Emporium, where there's a... Get yourself a Gunner Henson shirt. It's fun. You'll enjoy it. Uh, I don't have many shows up, but they'll be up there for December. Jeremy, take us out of here.
0: That bitch! Three men in one day!
1: The last thing you want to do is mess With a guy at the end of his rope I may look harmless in glasses, but yeah, you push me There will be no hope
3: Simple karate band doing all that I can Chopping necks, doing kicks That's
1: what he said Be
3: careful with me and you'll see I will throw all my gear and walk out with your pussy
1: Yeah, I know how to fix your TV In the finest ways Might be a busted tube, but I get laid
3: I'm just a karate man doing all that I can, chopping necks, doing kicks,
1: crushing chicks. Be
3: careful with me or I'll throw on my gear and I'll walk out with all your pussy.
1: Yeah, you call me a freak and a geek and a hoe. Mo. But I beat up a 13-year-old the other day at my dojo.
3: I'm just a karate man doing all that I can chopping decks doing kicks
1: Yeah Got a black stripe Be
3: careful with me or you'll see that I'll throw on my key and walk out with your pussy
1: And that's the story and how it goes Repairing TVs and kicking the shit out of thirteen year olds
3: I'm just
1: a karate man doing all that I can. Chopping necks, doing kicks, destroying bad. Be
3: careful with me or I'll throw all my gear and walk out of your home with my pussy.
1: Karate man.